Traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men. And home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your life and business coach now. Did you know that you are literally not required to have an opinion on things? Seriously, you don't have to have an opinion. When someone asks you what you think, you can actually state that you don't have an opinion. Now, I know that in this day of moral outrage and righteous indignation, it's very popular to have an immediate hot take on everything that happens. Whether it's in your immediate neighborhood, at your kid's school, and comes up at your HOA meeting, or it's on a national or global scale. Hot takes are everywhere, and they feel delicious. That righteous indignation feels like control, and that moral outrage feels like power. But what do you do with them? When you're in those emotional states, what behaviors do you engage in, and which ones do you avoid? As I'm writing this, I've just gotten off of a one-on-one client call. What we discussed was what she was labeling as annoyance and distraction, and I'm telling you about it because it's so applicable to all of us, both on a large and small scale. The situation she described was something like this. Someone in another department at work was making decisions. There had been some admin changes. People in other departments had gotten promotions and pay raises. These were the facts. And as she was describing the details of these facts to me, she kept noting that these decisions, staffing changes and position changes didn't impact her work, but that her mind kept wandering to them and how much she disagreed with them. In one instance, she brought something to the attention of her boss and her boss agreed with her, so sent an email that subsequently was not acted upon. In other instances, she would vent to her husband or commiserate with a coworker. And all of this validated her thoughts and opinions that they were making the wrong decisions. And again, none of the decisions impacted her work. But what did impact her work was the constant annoyance and distraction. Often when I'm coaching a client, we'll get very specific in the details of an isolated event in order to call up the emotions involved, the internal narratives, and any unconscious ideas embedded in the logic upholding those narratives. But sometimes when there's an overarching habituated pattern, that's unnecessary. I don't always know ahead of time which will be most useful in terms of my line of questioning and the excavation we do, and both are always on the table. Here though, I simply asked, what's the benefit to this constant distraction? Her answer was immediate. I get to focus on what other people are doing wrong instead of what I'm not doing. Focusing on what everyone else is doing wrong rather than what you're not doing is a really good way to feel like you have control and power without actually exerting any agency anywhere.
It's easy, which our brains love. And it's filled with delicious dopamine, which our brains also love. But it keeps us stuck in a holding pattern of inaction. As this coaching session went on, my client realized that she doesn't actually have the expertise required to make the decisions pertaining to other departments, staffing, promotions, or otherwise. And that realization is crucial. Don't get me wrong, she has plenty of expertise. She's brilliant at what she does. But what she does is very specific, and very specifically not related to the decisions she was allowing herself to get annoyed and distracted by. At one point, she said that if she were really cornered on these decisions, she wouldn't even really have an opinion. Let me reiterate. She discovered that she actually had no opinion. That's nearly unheard of in our culture of social media hot takes. We're all supposed to have an opinion on all the things. We're supposed to rally around the folks who share our opinions and speak them loudly. We're supposed to denigrate those whose opinions are different from ours. And we're supposed to do so immediately. But when it's not within your expertise, those immediate opinions often just sound like they're doing it wrong. Hell, even when it is within your expertise, those immediate opinions can sound like they're doing it wrong. And that can take up so much mental and emotional space. The righteous indignation of it all. The moral outrage of it all. That space, though, when taken up by emotions that don't actually fuel actions to create the change we want to see, it's useless. But because it's so delicious, that moral outrage, that righteous indignation, we have to be willing to let the benefit of that deliciousness go and replace it with something else, something more useful. And that takes two things. One, the awareness of when we're in the habituated pattern. And two, the willingness to let go of the dopamine drip. Awareness allows us to create distance between ourselves and the patterns, rather than swathing ourselves in them. Willingness to let go of the benefit allows us to make a new choice. And this is not easy to do. And it's why people hire coaches. To put this into practice, here are some questions to consider. Where are you finding distracting annoyances in your work life that have you feeling the deliciousness of moral outrage or righteous indignation, even in small doses? What's the benefit to that habituated pattern for you? If you were willing to let that benefit go and shift into something more useful, what would that look like? I chose work life here because that's the example I presented, so it may be the easiest to access for you, but I encourage you to ask the same questions with regard to your personal life, national politics, and world events. 
In response to the question of what the shift would look like, your brain may immediately come back with, I have no fucking idea or something similar. And that's okay. Ask again. If after asking a few times, you're not getting a different internal response from yourself, it's probably time to hire a coach. And that can look like a number of things. To work with me, if you'd like to have an in-depth one-on-one kind of work, you can book a consult call and we'll talk about what that entails. Or you can join Project Reclamation, an equitable self-coaching community built on the concept of making the tools of nervous system regulation, emotional processing, and cognitive self-coaching accessible to everyone. Because self-discovery doesn't come in Tiffany boxes. You get to have opinions. You get to have opinions on whatever you want. But you also get to have no opinion. And sometimes that's the more useful choice. 